for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He alone is worthy of our everything. With me again this morning, coming to us straight from Fayetteville, North Carolina, close to the home of Fort Liberty, if I ever get used to saying that, formerly known as Fort Bragg. How's things going, brother? Good. Uh, Brother Doug, I've not been a victim of violent crime. I'm told one in four people in Fayetteville are a victim of violent crime. and uh, But I avoid Murchison Road and Fort Bragg, or Bragg Boulevard because I used to pastor in this area plant a church and I had three cops in the church and they're like, just avoid the merch and uh, avoid Bragg Boulevard. You'll be fine. But, but it's, it's a beautiful place. They call it Vietnam, but it's a, it's a great place and uh, home of the United States army special operations command, home of 18th Corps, home of 82nd airborne Delta force, all that stuff. It's a, it is a great place. Yeah, it it was a Korean restaurant there on Bragg Boulevard years gone by. Had probably the best Korean food in the United States of America. And I'd go down there about four or five times a year doing MOS checks with uh, the special forces people down there when I was stationed in D.C. And we always went out for Korean food. And, I mean, you just kind of felt like you had to take the most beat-up vehicle you had in your inventory. <laughs> and you had to, <laughs> there had to be at least half the crowd looking at the door any given time. And I remember there was a statistic year ago that more soldiers illegally carried weapons onto base than any other base in the world that they would every time they do spot checks they'd find two or three weapons in cars that you couldn't take <laughs> on post and uh, everybody carried weapons there in Fayetteville but we find ourselves folks with with this idea of praying in Jesus name it's it, it's regular where people say you know uh, probably at least once a year through my ministry people have said to me you know, hey, Doug, why do we pray in Jesus' name? And why do we do those things? And what kind of benefit does it bring us at? And we're going to see this in Scripture today. And, and we saw it in John 14, right, 13 or 14. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. So, you know, that comes to choice. Well, Lord, I want a million dollars. And, uh, uh, of course, it's talking about something profoundly coming from your heart or, or, you know, Lord, I, uh, or Kevin, Kevin wants Tom Selleck's bus, you know, his new bus he sits on the lot with there in Hollywood to, to film blue bloods, you know, just go ahead and give Kevin that bus. Uh, it'll have about Please. 26 miles on it. It'll cost about $4 million. Uh, Jeremiah, we learn to call on to me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. We, we have no idea what God can do through prayer. You pray not, you receive not. That's one thing I learned a long time ago. I've learned that impossible missions are possible with God. I've learned that God does things, Kevin, that are beyond what I can understand. But when I put Christ in the forefront, he directs us. We're directed in John 14 to, to ask these things in his name. Yes, sir. You know, in the Old Testament, there is a lot, of the term in my name 
<clears throat> the first mention is Deuteronomy 18, 19. Of course, it doesn't talk about Jesus Christ by name in these verses, but the first mention is prophets speaking uh, in his name that are false prophets. And uh, no, excuse me, that's not the first instance. That's the second instance in, in, in verse 20, but verse 19, it talks about uh, the the prophet that's to come, that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, uh, I will require it of him. So God raising up a prophet, Jesus Christ. Uh, so praise God. The first mention is a, is a positive mention. It's really about Jesus and speaking in my name. But then you get, and there's a lot of verses in the Old Testament, but then you get to the New Testament and Jesus you know, kind of comes out of the gate saying, guess what? My father wants to answer prayer so much. And let me tell you, what, let me tell you what delights his heart is when you ask in my name. In other words, you ask, number one, on the behalf of Jesus Christ, because he loves to do things that because of the way I've earned his favor by, by the, the coming death on the cross, you know, and he talks about that here, the father loveth me because I lay down my life for the sheep. And, and it, you ask in the name of the one that died for us, that's a big thing to the one that gave him. That means a lot to him. He is so thrilled that you ask on his behalf, on, you know, for his sake. And number two, you ask at the invitation of Jesus Christ, you know, Father, your son, uh, you know, I've got this past, so to speak. Your son came to me in his word and said, he told us that if we come and ask in his name, it's kind of like saying, uh, I was told I'd have a backstage pass at this concert, at this movie, at this, we've done that at air shows. We, you know, someone, someone told us, go talk to this guy. He'll take you into the hangar and show you the blue angels. And so the airplanes and, and some of my kids went, they saw the blue angels and they saw, uh, F-22s, F-35s. They, in fact, they were told because they asked on the behalf of one of the blue angels that they had met over various air shows. That's us being missionaries of the military, all these air shows because they had become good friends with one of the pilots they went to the guy in charge of the air show and I think how it worked. And I said, yeah, we were told that we could ask for, you know, a little extra stuff. He gave them the red carpet treatment. In fact, he took them up into the tower at Hill air force base and had the, had the guys do a flyby like Maverick, you know, where you spill your coffee, uh, flying by the window, uh, with one of the F 35s. I think it was, it wasn't one of the blue angels that said that in that flyby, but it was just a good thing. But guess what i want to take advantage of the fact that someone far more uh, valuable with a lot more clout has told me to go to the creator the father and the one you know as it is overall and say i uh i need this and hey father your son in his name i'm asking for this he told me that i could have this 
in his name because he invited me. Let me just tell you, it means something to God, the Father, to to hear it in Jesus' name. And uh, we make a lot of, we make much of Jesus. He makes much of our prayer request. That's the truth. Praise God. It tells us over in 1 John 5, 14, and this is the confidence that we have in him, Christ, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And according to his will, not the stupid things, yeah. uh, uh, Lord, I, I, you know, not those crazy things. I want to go out with this person or that person. Lord, I want your will. Lord, I, I believe reading your word shows me that uh, I should be doing this better. Help me with that. He will. He'll show up, and it will make a difference in your life. And, and uh, he will do it, but it's got to be according to his will. And, uh, and, and whatsoever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I love Kevin's explanation saying, hey, we had an insider. We had a, we had a pilot. We had a commander. And, and sometimes just invoking a name on a military base does crazy things. And I, I remember years ago, I, I had the opportunity where I worked for Colin Powell. He was the highest-ranking general in the entire military. He was the Joint Chief of Staff. Uh, when I worked for him, and I got, I got there on my way to a, a, a presidential security clearance. I kind of got stuck there once I got the first, the second highest level clearance you can get. And a presidential clearance was the highest one. And, but anyway, as I was working my, and by the way, folks, I don't have those anymore. I've been retired for years, so I'm not saying something that compromises anything. Um, but I, I remember that I would like go on base looking for something for the office or I would call somebody and I'll never forget people's faces. I remember one time I was at Fort Belvoir, Virginia, and I was looking for picture frames and stuff to put some of the general's pictures into since he had become the joint chief of staff. And, and I went down there and I remember there was a guy in line in front of me. And he's like, I just need 30 picture frames. And the guy's like, you know, we got a limit of 10 and I'm standing behind him saying, man, I'm, I'm burnt here. I need 45 or 50. And I get up in line and, and I said, I, I just heard you talking to that guy in front of me. And, you know, maybe it's that time that we're decorating offices, but I work for Colin Powell and he has about 50 pictures. Uh, we want to frame and match. So we want oversized frames, 10 by 13s. And we're going to mat them over at the matting shop. And, and the guy gave me three cases of them. He gave me about 80 of them. He didn't even question it. He said, give, you know, give general Powell my regards. And, uh, and folks, I, I can't tell you how many times I capitalized on that. Hey, I'm here from general Powell's office, <laughs> you know, <laughs> can you help me with this? Uh, but we serve somebody who's a great God, a wonderful God. And, uh, and he's saying, Hey, do this in my name. I, I went ahead and greased the skids for you. It's all worked out. And, and, and again, what we were talking about right there in first John five fourteen. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, underline his will, he heareth us. Folks, we love you. We'll be right back with you. Hang on, let the radio stations. Doug will return shortly. Meanwhile, you're hearing this music while radio stations are identifying themselves and broadcasting advertisements.
And again, folks, we just want to say Merry Christmas to you in this season. We know Christmas is only a few days away as we go ahead and broadcast this to you. We're really excited. Kevin has positioned himself near kiddos, near near grandkids. I've done the same. Uh, set some time aside. We hope you are able to spend time with your families. We hope that God does a work in your family and your life this Christmas season. Make sure you get out to uh, church, you don't want to miss Christmas Eve church. I always love Christmas Eve church. I mean, I haven't looked at Morningside schedule here in Greenville, South Carolina, Morningside Baptist, but I, I believe uh, there's going to be some candle lighting going on on Christmas Eve. I don't even have to look at the calendar, and uh, I'm so excited about that. We find ourselves continuing on with the life of Christ, chapter 16, starting in verse number 23, going through 27. And in that day, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask in the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Here with her, here hitherto, Hitherto, I'm sorry, I can't be trusted with words. Have ye asked nothing in my name? Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be made full. You know, you want joy? Pray and make sure joy full. And uh, that's some pretty great stuff there. And these things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the, the time cometh, and when I shall speak, when I shall no more speak, Unto you, Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you. Thank you, Jesus. For the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. So, so automatically on the Trinity there, you're covered with the Father. Uh, you got Jesus, so you're covered with the Father. And, and, and that day ye shall ask me nothing. Jesus telling his disciples that a time will come where you won't even need to ask him for things directly. Instead, he's going to be doing those things. And, and whatsoever, again, you ask in the Father's name, he will give it unto you. Uh, you ask the Father in my name, he shall give it unto you. He emphasized, uh, you know, over and over again, ask him in my name. It's a direct line. It's those backstage passes. You're going to be sitting in an F-22. You're going to be hanging out. You're going to be getting those picture frames for General Powell. Uh, and, 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 and Jesus encourages disciples to start asking the Father in his name. Start doing this now start working on this i'm going i'm going to be gone right now i'm speaking to you in my proverbs i'm using this figurative language and parables i'm talking to you about these things i'm making promises but i want you to know that that you've got a direct line uh to the father through me it's going to be all right you got the holy spirit of god in your heart which we talked about earlier this week and so he's just there over and over again assuring his disciples that they still have direct access to the father they're not losing the access here kevin uh, if anything, they're gaining a better access. And he's telling them, listen, I know I'm not going to be on earth next to you, but you still have a direct line to the Father. Yes, and you had a direct line to some pretty high-ranking stuff by your connection to General Powell. And that's that's the way this relationship with uh, God is. No, God the Father is not, of a, is not a hard man, an austere man. He is he is holy, but he wants to help us. You know, he said, ask ye shall receive that your joy may be full. And so he wants us to have joy, but the the 
the order of things is that it says in verse 27, for the father himself loveth you because ye have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. Now that basically tells me, Doug, that I don't have the character to earn favor with God, nor do I have the actions to earn the favor of God. Rather, it's Jesus Christ and my faith in his character. It says, you loved me. Let's talk about, I believe in you. I really love what, what you stand for and have believed that I came out from God. I love your mission. I love what you were sent here to do. I believe God sent you. This is a great thing. So basically his his person and his works, his character and his actions, however you want to put that, we give uh, credence to that. We've set our love upon him. And that's fact throughout the scriptures. Uh, it's the same. The plan of salvation hasn't changed. Now, the revelation has progressed. The, the degree of revelation of Jesus Christ has progressed all the way through to the book of Revelation. But, uh, you know, finalized in the book of Revelation and is revealed to us in in uh, in illumination by his spirit progressively now. But but anyway, it's it's in, for instance, Psalm 91, same idea because he has this Psalm 91, verse 14, because he has set his love upon me, therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name and that. I, you, you could just look at that and almost see the Trinity there because he has set his love upon me. Therefore, I would deliver him. You know, I have set my love upon Jesus Christ. And so the father takes that thing. You know, the first and second persons of the Godhead, they're not revealed in their full um, distinction there. But we can see kind of the in shadow form that when we set our love upon Jesus Christ, the father says, you know what? That is all I'm asking for. I want, it's, in fact, it says in the New Testament that, that they may honor the Son even as they honor me. That's part of the goal of the Godhead is that, that God would show himself a worthy person to trust in that he is not himself, as it were, the glory seeker trying to take it from someone else. No, he's proving it by the father saying, you honor my son and I will honor you. This is all about him. It's kind of like when David was a king and all of his traumas were over. And he's, one day he woke up and he said, you know what? Is there anyone left of the household of Saul that I can give favor to for Jonathan's sake? He's basically saying, you know what? Saul is a pretty bad dude. He killed a lot of people unjustly. He tried to kill me. But you know what? My heart is toward him. And for Jonathan's sake, I want to do this for Jonathan's sake. And God the Father is, by the way, Jonathan was one of his sons yeah. that did earn his uh, David's favor. David, Jonathan was a great guy. And so Jesus Christ, great guy. He is the one of all the human beings that ever walked on planet Earth that earned the favor of God the Father, and, and God is saying, wonderful, someone has walked earth sinless. He died for those that were sinful. And who among you sinners out there, who other humans would say, this is the wonderful spotless lamb of God that died for your sins. Those of you that put your faith and trust in the person and work of Jesus Christ, 
I will receive you. I will give you eternal life. I'll give you the righteousness of my son. Put my sins on him. Cast them away as far as east is from the west into a tomb forever. And we get to walk out of here with joy and rejoicing that Jesus Christ, as if we were Jesus Christ himself, we have that level of joy unspeakable and full of glory. Boy, that's so good. There's joy in belief, friends, exactly what Kevin's saying. You know, when, when, when connect, remember your answered prayers fulfills your joy. And I don't know where your joy comes from, but I know that sometimes I get wrapped up in where my joy comes from. And Kevin's got this right, man, that direct line to God. Folks, I, I was stuck and steeped in religion and tradition and, and having men as a, you know, intercessors for me. Now I go right to God. I have a direct line to God. It's like a direct flight. I don't have to stop anywhere and seek someone's permission or get on another plane, man. I've got a direct line to God. And, uh, uh, I, I'm blown away and I know we're coming to the end here, but I said that when we first looked at it is where Jesus is emphasizing that the father loves his disciples because their love and belief in him. I want you to know there's nothing special you have to do for anyone in the Trinity. It's belief in Christ that takes care of you and all those things. And, and folks, I'm blown away again, steeped in religion, steeped in tradition as a young man. You have access. You have a direct access to the Father through Jesus Christ. We sure do love you folks. Again, Merry Christmas. We know it's sneaking up on you. It's just a few days Merry away. Christmas. Make sure you come on back tomorrow. We're going to move forward on this. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Help for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, Understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at WoundedSpirits.com. May God bless you.